Hello everybody and welcome to this uh, Rangers review special, if you like, an anniversary special as we look back on one of the greatest results in the club's, I was going to say European history, but probably the entire history when they went to Dortmund and beat Borussia Dortmund 4-2 in their own backyard. I'm delighted to say I'm speaking to uh, one supporter who watched it in, uh, unfold over in Germany uh, on that uh, wonderful evening, Jamie Brown. How are we doing, Jamie? Yeah, very well, Derek. Uh, thanks for having us on and giving us a chance to talk about that night. Um, it seems to just come and go at the time because it was a heavy schedule. But um, yeah, uh, dusting off the cobwebs and digging out the photos and watching the highlights back today was uh, was a pleasure. So no, thanks for having us on. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think it's uh, 12 months ago uh, today. It seems like a lifetime ago now. A lot has happened since then and nobody, I think, could envisage uh, what the run that Rangers were about to go on when they, they headed over to Dortmund. Just so people may be unfamiliar with yourself, Jamie, of course, you're based down south. At the, at the, you're the World Ranger on Twitter. I'm sure that a lot of people interact with you on there. Uh, can you give us a little bit of background about, about you, the, the, the club down there and, and, and your history of following Rangers? Yeah, so in terms of history of following Rangers, I think I've had my season tickets since 1994, 95, so the year Gaza signed. Yeah. Um, my dad wasn't letting me miss out on that, so <laughs> up, up the road we went. And yeah, I haven't really looked back, to be honest. Um, obviously got decent offers in terms of going to watch Everton or Liverpool. Uh, obviously very local. Trammy is actually the closest club. But um, there was as soon as you you know what it's like. As soon as you go up to Rangers, there's no turning back. So, yeah, uh, season ticket up there. And then in terms of myself, me and my dad go to all as many home games as we can by the by the train or drive up. Um, we previously went up with the Stoke on Trent Rangers Supporters Club and the Liverpool Number One. Um, and a few years ago, we decided to start our own We Supporters Club. It was more of a, to be honest, just create a facility for people to come and watch the games. I think my mum just wanted us kicked out the house, so it was almost the case of, right, where me, where can me and my dad go? And um, there's a wee social club in our local village, so I approached them, um, and there was a space upstairs, so we just converted that into a Rangers room over over the last five years, five, six years, I think we've been going now. And, um, yeah, built, built up a nice little community, um, circa 75 members. Uh, we've had some cracking nights in there. We had Marvin Andrews in a couple of yeah. weeks ago, and... Yeah, that was a success. So it's um, it's going from strength to strength, to be honest. And we've got um, good friends and supporters clubs up in Scotland that came down for the Liverpool game um, a few months back as well. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's going well. So we'll we'll see what the future holds. Yeah, superb, wonderful. Um, so in terms of uh, following Rangers uh, and, and, uh, and and European action, Jamie, that before the Dortmund game, uh, you travelled quite a lot following the club abroad. Yeah, I mean, funny enough, you actually got me into counting how many European or worldwide <laughs> trips I've done. Uh, so that, that was at 34 I'm up to now. Wow. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an expensive hobby, but it's um, it's always, yeah. worth, always worth it. Every trip brings something completely different, whether it was the, the Florida Cup with SpongeBob SquarePants or <laughs> trying to get over the Greek-Macedonian border, going to watch Skopski. It, it's, um, every trip's completely different. And as you say, the Dortmund one was was super special for obvious reasons. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, it was still in the midst of the whole uh, COVID and lockdown and what have you. I think Rangers were quite late in terms of the, the pick-up of tickets and the allocation and what have you. Um, was it a late call for, for you guys to decide what, what, if, you're, if you're going to Germany? How did it all come about? 
Yeah, I think well, you, you know what it's like yourself. Well, as soon as the draw gets done, you kind of go, well, shall we, shall we, shall we, shouldn't we? And then you look at all the routes. Um, obviously, the flight straight into Dortmund were extortionate, I think. Um, the nearest the nearest route was into Dusseldorf. So we priced it up, under and a wee bit. Um, one of the, where we did have a wee bit of hope was the size of the stadium. Uh, what we weren't expecting at the time was how how big the crowd was going to be. Yeah. So um, as soon as we booked the flights, hotels in Dusseldorf, and then sort of transport to get to and from the ground, it was uh, we were good to go. And then from a ticket perspective, um, I'm a bit bitter over the whole my year situation, but I won't go into that because I was I wasn't far off Max Travel Club points, yeah. uh, which I keep reminding the SLO every time I see him. Um, <laughs> so yeah, wasn't fortunate enough to get an official ticket, but managed to get one through a. The football family if you will so um a liverpool yeah. fan that i worked with was over there a few years ago when liverpool played and they um he made contact with a guy and he passed me on his number but he made a few calls and next thing you know i've managed to get tickets for me my dad and my brother in the home end uh so we were behind enemy lines so yeah. to speak yeah, have you done that before? I I done it when it was uh, when you played Bronby that same campaign actually in that in that yeah. uh, group stage in the Europa League, and it was uncomfortable to say the least. Um, when Hadji scored, it was uh, trying hard not not to celebrate in case I get get battered. But um, what what was it like behind the enemy lines? Is that something you've done before? Yeah, I've done it a couple of times. I'm trying to think where, where we've done it, but I think it's there's been I've been into a few grounds where there's been no segregation as well. So. It, mm. I think it's one of them. If you if you're sitting with football fans, as long as you're not taking the yeah taking the mix, so to speak, and being respectful, they don't tend to bother you because you probably do stick out like a sore thumb, especially in some of the places we've been. But you're um, if you just get your head down, being about as I say, I've been quite fortunate over the years with me being in the travel club and being up to pretty much max points. It was almost the case of um, I was pretty much guaranteed the ticket at that point. So. I haven't done too many behind, but um, this one was definitely unique, uh, yeah. so to speak, especially for the fact that the, the ground was half empty as well, well, three quarters. Yeah. So um, to get even get a home ticket ticket was, I'd, I'd done well there. So yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, when the draw was made, Jamie, uh, Borussia Dortmund, Rangers get drawn against. Uh, I mean, it was great that Giovanni van Bronckhorst was fully in the door by this point. His first game, I think, beat uh, the Slavia Prague, wasn't it? Yeah. 2-0, was it? Was it Sparta Prague? Keep getting those mixed up. But um, made it through to the okay. uh, the next round. You get drawn against Dortmund, the tournament favourites, you could say. What what are you thinking heading over to Germany? Do you think we've got a chance? Or is it just a case of uh, just uh, sampling it, the experience and thinking this is as far as Rangers are going to get? I don't know. I don't know if that's in a Rangers fan's DNA, is it? To go no. over anywhere and just expect to be rolled over. So it was almost the case of, right, like, let's go over there and do what we've done in Europe. Do you know what I mean? We played some really good sides over the last few years and teams that we probably, you look back now and you go, there was good. that was a good Porto team that we challenged home and away. It was a good Benfica team. So, I mean, Darwin Nunes rocks up at, um, at Liverpool yeah. for however, 70-odd million, whatever it was. If you look at some of the players we played in them Europa League games over the years, I don't think we should really go into any games fearing anyone. Um, now, whether you ask me that after the Champions League campaign might be a different conversation, but <laughs> it did have a different feel. It almost felt as if, right, this is a Champions League team now that we're playing. This yeah. team should be in the Champions League. Um, obviously, Haaland was uh, one that we uh, it's one of them you look forward to seeing them, but you're ever mm. so glad when you can't, like, when they're not there. And they, they actually had a boy on the bench. They had the long blonde hair, and I thought, oh, here we go, he's going to be on the bench here, but um, fortunately, he never <laughs> made it. Uh, but yeah, it was, an, um, it was one, it was, as I say, you know, you know yourself sometimes, especially the European trips, 
you're going for the trip, uh, yeah. and sometimes the football can be a distraction. Um, but this was definitely going to be one that you were looking forward to seeing the ground, the atmosphere, the city. Um, and as I say, we've seen more than it, more more of it than we expected. Yeah, just just prior to the game, then did you spend a wee bit of time in in Dortmund with the fellow Rangers fans and what have you? Yeah, yeah. So we, as I say, we flew into Dusseldorf. I think it was match. I'm sure it was match. Yeah, it was match day. Was it match day? Yeah, match day. We flew in. Uh, but when we landed, uh, were you there, Derek? Were you over or? I wasn't over there. No, no I, okay. I, I, so I, I, I there was actually there was an earthquake and um, high wind warning in in Germany, <laughs> uh, so that all the train service was off. I don't know if that was common knowledge back home, but um, so it was straight into solution mode. And I think we had, we, in the end, we hired like a wee minibus, I think it was a wee 10 seater oh. or something. And uh, there was Rangers fans just come up the train station, just looking uh, up the airport, sorry, just looking lost because the train station was shut. Um, so I managed to managed to fill that, I think it was 150 euros or something. So, and again, back to the, the football family, the Rangers family, uh, people that we that jumped in the back of the bus that day, I'm in really good contact with now. Uh, yeah. So lad, uh, little Alan from Blackpool, and um, the lad, lad wee Jamie from up the road. It was almost the case of we've kept kept in contact on the back of it. But yeah, so that was Dusseldorf up to the hotel. Uh, so we threw the bags in the hotel, and then we managed to give the lad another two hundred euros. Then he he battered us up to uh, Dortmund, dropped us off in the on the outskirts, and then we we walked through them from the main train station into the square. And there was a square with just different bars dotted about. So as you do, a couple of local German lagers. Um, I still didn't have my t- I still didn't have my tickets in hand at this point. Right, okay. So uh, a wee bit nervy dealing with. I think the guy's name was Mustafa from, and he was originally from Turkey, but he was living in Germany. Uh, but there he is, old Mustafa with the envelope, brown envelope, and uh, exchanged <laughs> the cash and um, tickets were good to go. But it, wow. it was an unusual circumstance as well because you needed to have your COVID vaccines, you needed to have COVID yeah. passports. The guy was saying if you do get. Um, if you do try and word of there will be a risk, it kind of came with a disclaimer, is if your COVID ID doesn't match the name on the ticket, yeah. that's where you might get pulled. But he was like, it's up to you if you want to take the risk. But it was definitely yeah. a risk worth taking. Yeah. So, I mean, walking up to the ground, were you, were you a tad nervous then a bit about that and then walking amongst the, the, the Dortmund fans? Not really, because there was Rangers. There were, Rangers did have a wee allocation, so it was almost a case we headed up with them. And ah, then... Yeah. It wasn't up until we got up to the right up to the ground up to the gate um i think the rangers fans were a couple of sections down so it was almost the case of i mean they could speak perfect english all the stewards and everything so there was no there was no issues there um and then in we went so it was almost the case of um i think i've sent my dad in first because i thought if he gets pulled we're all getting pulled and then my little brother went in and then i was at the back and i thought it'd be just like the thing for me to get get the old ko but um I just remember it was a young blonde girl, German girl, could probably speak about four or five languages. And she was like, um, you could tell, just tell she was just looking to be happy to help. Uh, there was no growling or nothing. It was almost the case, have you got your ID? Yes. Have you got your, your COVID ID? Yes. Have you got your match ticket? Yeah, in we go. So it was, uh, they never they never checked the ID against the ticket, fortunately. They just checked your ID against your COVID passport because all yeah. eyes were on that at the time. And bear in mind, the masks were on and stuff as well. So yeah. it was it was a relief to get in there, like that, I'll tell you. Yeah, uh, it's it's crazy to think that what, what, what the world was like back then. In terms of the, the ground then, of course, it wasn't anywhere near full, Jamie, but what did you make of the, the surroundings and, and the stadium itself? It's quite an iconic ground, of course. Uh, Ibrox itself, it was modelled on it back back in the day. But what did what did you make of it when you were when you walked in there? 
Yeah, super impressive. It was one of them stadiums where you where you step out of the stairs and you just go, wow. Yeah. Uh, the yellow wall just seemed to go on forever. Uh, you know, when you're looking at a stand and you're thinking you wouldn't try, you wouldn't want to try and dig somebody out in there in terms of trying to find them. You, sometimes you can eyeball a stand and quickly put your put your eyes to someone. Um, I look, I've got to say, we, first thing we said when we were sitting down was it would be great to come back here and have a beer um, and watch a game uh, with yeah. the full crowd. Um, which I think we'll probably definitely do in years to come. But yeah, disappointing at the fact that there wasn't the, the full atmosphere. But uh, we, I think we made a bit of an atmosphere for ourselves based yeah. on the performance on the pitch. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, rundown. I mean, Rangers lined up that night. Uh, McGregor in goals. Tavernier, Golton, Bassey. Uh, oh, we miss him. Barisic at the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack and Lundstrom uh, in the middle with Arfield, Aribo, and Kent supporting Morelos up top. Just give give you an idea of that. That Dortmund side again, <clears throat> it was uh, Kobol in goal, Akanji, Hummels, uh, Zagadou and Guerrero at the back, Dahoud and Witzel in the middle, Grant, Royce and Bellingham uh, supporting Malin up top. When, when you seen the Rangers team, Jamie, what, what did you what did you think? Were you, were you quite happy with that? Yeah, I remember, I think I think the only one that was worrying me was Bassi at centre-half. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, in hindsight, um, it's uh, turned out to be potentially the best move that could have happened. Yeah. Um, it probably that night probably transformed his life, um, yeah. and certainly transformed us financially in terms of having a, an asset there that we were able to go on and uh, obviously go on and push out. Um, and to be honest, it was somebody if somebody had said to you in the probably in the December, right, you're going to lose Calvin Bassey for 20 odd million in the summer. You'd have, you'd have probably laughed them out, laughed them out yeah. the stadium. But um, no, he came of age that night, um, and everyone to a man just played really well. And I will get to the performance in a second. But if you went through the team from memory on the night, I thought it had everything that we needed. Um, it had a little bit of dig. Um, we had Scotty Arfield was in there, so you knew you were going to get legs. Lundstrom, yeah. Jack, um, Ryan Kent was Ryan Kent on a on a Thursday yeah. night. And uh, Alfie was was looking sharp as well, so it was um, yeah, it was it was set up for a, it was one of them. Sometimes when you go into these games, you're almost a bit a wee bit worried if you if the player's going to get a wee bit starstruck given the situation. But you knew you had an eleven on the pitch that were that were up for it, and they've been around the block a few times in Europe and some good performances. So yeah, no, we were good to go. Yeah, Tavnier of course bangs it the first goal in from from the penalty spot. What what what's the feeling when that goes in? Just. Uh... But delirium in the stands, I'd imagine. Yeah, it was well. Obviously, we we, we had to be quite discreet. Uh, one because <laughs> one, one, one because you didn't want to um, you didn't want to show about. But two, you knew there was enough quality there that if you made a bit of a fool of yourself, uh, they could be quite yeah. quickly laughing right back at you. So uh, there was a bit of confusion from the first goal uh, from memory. The obviously it was a VAR yeah. penalty incident yeah. and. Um, we hadn't really had that many VIR incidents prior to that, really high profile. So when, when you're at the game, um, it's just utter confusion. I, I, my first reaction was, who's Alfredo Morella's punched off the ball? I'm thinking, <laughs> we're going down to 10 men here, something's happened. And then uh, the referee went away, pointed to the spot. And yeah, it was a stone waller when you see it back. Um, yeah. Actually, we started the game really well. I mean, we, we should have been one nil up in the first. I think it was in the first ten minutes. I think Barisic had a good run down the left hand side yeah. and cut in. So I, I remember thinking that was our chance for the game. So to then get a penalty and uh, Tavernier slotting away, um, it was a, it was a great start. Yeah, it certainly was, and wouldn't have to wait long for goal number two. And it was uh, Morelos uh, with the second when that goes in. Uh, you. Uh, how, how difficult was it not to uh, jump about when when you seen that one going? 
Yeah, obviously the front uh, that front post that we've seen quite a lot, the flick on from Aribo. Um, yeah, that was one where you kind of go and oh, this is interesting. And then because yeah. the, the whole time you're thinking, right, two nil. Uh, all we've got to do is just play our game. Maybe obviously take 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 the edge off in terms of trying to keep the score as competitive as we can. Because I think that's yeah. what we all we all obviously went out with with a view of. You, you obviously you dare to dream to think right if we go here and get something so to get the second one you almost think that team at the time you thought if we can build ourselves and be solid like we have been in europe um we've got we've got a chance here of getting getting through tonight um yeah. so to be two nil up was good as i say didn't get too carried away at two nil because they say the quality that we were up against but two nil was definitely a good position to be in yeah, and of course, half time comes. Spoken to other fans that were there, Jamie, and they said that some Rangers fans that were in the home end made their way over to uh, the away section, and, and, and the German security were quite happy to, to let them in. Did you guys just stay put where you were? Yeah, well, we did because we actually ended up in hospitality. So, um, wow. where we were sitting, uh, we were sitting in just normal, uh, normal standard seats, and then um, I think I needed the toilet or something, so I wandered into this door that was open. And um, a woman pointed to me arm, so like I showed her my watch, and I, I thought she was asking for the time, so I've told her the time, and then walked <laughs> in, thought nothing of it, and I'm looking around, and I'm thinking everyone in here has got a beer and like hot dogs or whatever, so right, so straight up to the bar, so I thought right, three beers please, and then they give, give them, but I could just see people were walking up and grabbing them. So, um, so grabbed my three beers, went like that with money, and they just kind of looked at me and they shook their head. So walked away, got a table, phoned me dad and my brother, said, right, I've got us, I've got us a table here with beers, and it must be in with the ticket. Anyway, they got knocked back at the door. So that was me. Yeah. That was me having to drink three beers before. Um, before that was actually before the match. Then a half time, uh, managed to get in and managed to smuggle another few out for us. So. Uh, but back to the, what we point earlier, them little stories and them little things pop up yeah. when you're on these trips. But no, so we kept ourselves to ourselves. But um, but the ground itself and the fans, you could just see they were just in shell shock. Yeah. Um, at the performance and the, the obviously how we dominated as well. They had a few yeah. half chances in the first half, but we, we were playing really well at the time. Yeah, and then of course. Uh... Uh, Wonderland stuff when uh, John Lundstrom uh, fires that, that goal in right-footed after a great work from Ryan Kent uh, shortly after half-time. 3-0, you're up over in Dortmund. Jamie, what are you thinking then? Yeah, I think that was the first time where it was almost like, right, we start, it was smiles because I think there was a few Rangers fans, I say, behind enemy lines in front of us and they, they, made, they made it aware who they supported. Um, but then, so then I think I jumped up, I think, and almost like, because it was such a good goal. It, it wasn't was, yeah. like, um, it wasn't like the other, the, obviously the penalty where you can compose yourself a wee bit yeah. or the, um, or the second one, obviously a good move from a corner, but the third one was an absolute cracker. Yeah. And you could ask where we were sitting, you could just see the move um, unfolding and lunched and made a crack and run from the halfway line and buried yeah. it to the far corner. And obviously they ran away to the Rangers fans. So there was a few more, uh, a few more celebrations and a few high fives dealt out like so it was good yeah yeah, yeah. it was a uh, dreamland stuff uh, of course uh, Jude Bellingham would, would score short, shortly after he, he scores that goal you're thinking the, the comebacks on of course that they're, they're littered with quality Jamie and Jude Bellingham was one that, that really shone in, in both legs I thought he was a class act what do you think about when that goes in yeah, I mean, just a call out for Bellingham. Not that he needs me to big him up, but he was um, he was fantastic. Uh, there's certain players when you go to a football match that just light up 
um, light up a pitch and you could just say there's look levels ahead. I remember Gascoigne, um, mm. watching Gascoigne when I was younger, he would always go, this guy can just switch it off and on like a tap. Um, and every time you could just see he was so powerful, quick. And what surprised me about how much of a leader he was within that team. Um, I think he's got on to be captain quite a few times for the club, but you could just see that he was the um, he was the star man for them. And you then you first thing you do is when once that one goes in, you look at the clock. And I remember thinking, oh, this is going to be a long thirty-five minutes, forty minutes, whatever it was. Um, but I'm sure we'll get to it. But it wasn't wasn't much longer until we were we were extended our lead again. So yeah, it was good, but it was um, it was a wee bit nervy for that little period. Yeah, yeah, certainly was. But um, just a, a few minutes later, uh, Aribo slipped in uh, Morelos. I'm sure it was. He had a strike that was uh, chilling wind, but it took a nick off uh, Zagadou, uh, the Dortmund defender, and rolled into the net. It was uh, ruled out uh, momentarily, but uh, it went to VR, of course, and, and it was given uh, as a goal. So 4-1, you're thinking, Jamie. You must be thinking at that point here. This is on. That, that, this is uh, we're on for a, a cracking result here. Yeah, of course. Obviously, they, everybody kind of gone back to the halfway line, and then Morales um, when the award got given because uh, it, it was our field looked looked quite far advanced. As it happened, when you look it back, it didn't look too bad because uh, yeah. Morales had the, the initial shot, um, and then Morales ran from the halfway line. The cameras actually didn't pick it up that well, but Morales. Ran the full half and jumped into the right. Well, jumped in front of the Rangers fans. Neil McCann probably would have been going mad at this point. <laughs> but um, yeah, Alfie certainly enjoyed it, and you could just tell at that point you've seen quite a few Dortmund fans get up and walk. It was almost yeah. a case of this, this just this in our night. Wow. Um, but it was it was really good. And then, as I say, Arebo had a chance a couple of minutes later. Yeah. Uh, he fired one just past the post, and you thought, oh, imagine if we'd have gone. Uh, if we'd have gone that far ahead, but um, no, it was it was definitely good. But again, we look at the clock to see right how long how long we've we got to hold off here with this. Yeah, and of course, uh, Guerrero uh, scores uh, late on a, a decent strike from him. To be fair, four two. Um, again, is it one of those when he scores just uh, clock watching again and just just sort of praying for for full time? Are you quite are you quite content with where four two? Or are you still thinking? Um, Dortmund are a quality side. Uh, we need another. We need another goal, sort of thing. Yeah, I think on the night now, you just want to get out of there at that point. Um, yeah. The fact that we'd have probably taken a, not to say we wouldn't have accepted it, but realistically, they'd have probably taken losing by a goal or yeah. coming out there with a draw. Um, so to come out there with a two-goal lead, um, I don't think you could be. It'd be a wee bit greedy to ask for any more. But what yeah. was so encouraging was just the performance. Uh, we didn't look out of. Um, we didn't look. We didn't. We looked as if we deserved to be there. Yeah. Um, I can't think of McGregor having too much to do on the night. Uh, I thought the back four was absolutely solid, and Lundstrom and Jack Arfield put a hell of a shift in. Uh, the whole team on the night. I say I think everyone was an eight or a nine out of ten. It was it was that good of a performance. Uh, but yeah, as you say, for the last few minutes, just clock watching, and then uh, I think Big Big Matt Hummels had a chance towards the end. Uh, yeah. where he blazed over and uh, that was kind of the relief so that was it we've done it yeah. we've done it type of thing so yeah uh, yeah good class what what was the scenes at full time I mean uh, with yourselves and, and, and the Rangers supporters there is is it a sense of a disbelief in shock or are you just uh, in, in party mode at that point in time yeah I think it was well because you could get a drink during the game it was it was party mode to be honest yeah <laughs> I think it was almost the case of you could really enjoy it. I mean, obviously where we were sitting, we could see the Rangers fans really go, going for it, giving it Yaldi. And then uh, from our perspective, you could, more Rangers fans came out the woodwork uh, once that yeah. final whistle went, because it was like, well, if you're going to throw us out, um, 
crack on. So the flags and everything were out then. So uh, the old little <laughs> loyal flag got a run out. And uh, well, fair play to the Dortmund fans. There was no animosity whatsoever. Uh, big handshakes. And uh guy I got who I was sitting next to in the match, I think he quite quickly realised, I think once we made it 3-0, who I supported. So um, he was asking, why why, why are you here? Why Rangers and all this? And then yeah. kept in contact with him as well. So from wow. a, a German perspective, and a few of the lads went over to Dortmund last year and the boys sorted them out for tickets and stuff. So nice. again, it's just that once you once you meet like-minded football fans, you're, uh, you tend to be quite good. But um, we, I'd say there was a few pictures got out with, with the fans. They wanted pictures with the flag and stuff. And it was, uh, <laughs> no, it was good. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah, I love to hear that. That's, that's brilliant. And I mean, was it? Did you? Were you? Did you stay in Dortmund that night? Was it? Were you able to go and sample the the local uh, local delights at all? No, I think it was straight back to Dortmund. Uh, sorry, straight back to Dusseldorf. Um, yeah. So we were on the train with our friends from the Glaswegian Loyal. So we caught up with a few of them, and I think it was a case of uh, getting a cargo for the train journey back. Yeah. And the train was uh, an hour and a half, something like that, forty-five yeah. minutes maybe. And uh, so we just had a few beers and then obviously good sing song on the way back and then yeah. into Dusseldorf, went up to the went up to the bar quarter, had a few drinks up there, and then it was at a, I think it was an early morning flight from memory, but um you don't mind. Um, right. it's one of them the alarm sounds so much different after the European away win. Um yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. And did you have any? I mean, at that point, you've just beat the, the sort of the tournament favourites in their own backyard. Are, are you thinking? Are you think? Are you dreaming of, of of possibly going all the way at that point, Jamie, or is it just a case of looking ahead to that that second leg and, and finishing the job off? Yeah, I think everyone was just looking to that second leg, weren't they? Obviously, yeah. we know the power of Ibrox and what that could bring, but even still, it was going to take a monumental effort to to get us over the line. Yeah. Um, as I said, we. The scoreline probably flattered Dortmund on the night. Uh, if you look back at the goals that were that referee again, who had a, I think he he shown his true colours over the World Cup and I think a game recently over in Spain. He's Spanish, wasn't he? Um, yeah, it was a he had an absolute stinker that night. So we, we probably should have won the game on the night, to be fair. Um, but uh, yeah, to get over the line was was sensational. So yeah. And I mean, you, you've we have went to a fair few uh, European matches involving Rangers. Where does that rank for you uh, in terms of games? In terms of games, it's got to be right up there, to be honest. Yeah. In terms of uh, in terms of performance, results, um, stature of the opposition, uh, right up there, uh, right up there at the top. Obviously, you have special memories. I remember the first one was Portable Way, so you remember that one, Ross McCormack. Oh yeah. Um, I say there's been more bad matches than good matches over the years. Uh, yeah. But uh, in terms of the in terms of the coming out the ground, just absolutely buzzing. Uh, I mean, nothing will ever be Florence, um, Nacho mm-hmm. Noble slotting that penalty. I don't think that feeling could be beat again, uh, certainly mm-hmm. from a football perspective. Um, but that was that definitely ran it close in terms of performance and, and memories. So no, really yeah. good. And I mean, could you envisage? I mean, what what was that? I mean. For me, is one of the, the most enjoyable seasons uh, following Rangers that that run last season. Could you quite imagine that the run they, they would go on and obviously go within a sort of penalty kick away from from winning the actual tournament? Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't have thought that at the time. Probably wasn't thinking that far ahead. But yeah. um, as the, as the journey went on, the dream just grew, didn't it? And then yeah. uh, the night against obviously the night I was I was in Leipzig as well. And then Prague was Prague than Leipzig, and then um, then obviously on to Seville. So 
it was one of them. It still, it still hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, so you still think about what could have been. Obviously, we caught up pre pre match, and yeah. we just thought, right, if we can just if we can just hold our own. Um, I think we just needed a wee bit of luck on the night. I don't think we got it. I think we just needed a probably needed a fully fit centre forward that could probably yeah. could have done a wee bit better hold up play. I mean, Arebo yeah. took the goal really well, and obviously gave us a, a fantastic high for the what is it, fifteen twenty minutes we were in the lead. But yeah. we probably just didn't have that outlet to. Um, to get over the line, but as I say, Con, I was funny if I was talking about Geo today to me, mate Warren in Belfast, and he was saying, I said, one thing about Geo, I said, for all his faults and everything, he gave us that adventure yeah. uh, in Europe. And um, people say to me, Oh, do you think if Gerard had stayed, you'd have won the league, or uh, do you think you'd have done what he'd done in Europe? I think we would have won the league last year under Gerard, but there's no way we'd have had them European no. trips. So, yeah, sometimes it'll be great to look back in years to come. It still feels a wee bit sore, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah good memories. Yeah, I agree with you, Jamie. I think uh, I've always been uh, forever grateful to, to Giovanni for providing that, that run in, in Europe last season. It was uh, sensational. And just before you go then, uh, get you get your thoughts on uh, Michael Beale, of course, in charge. He's had an unbeaten start to life as Rangers manager. What, what have you made as start, start uh, as boss? And what's your, what's your feelings towards it? the big one later on this month? Yeah, really pleased. Yeah, I don't think we could, have, we could have asked for much more. I mean, we were um, a few minutes away from being a perfect record, wasn't it? So yeah. I think um, he's, someone said it on one of the pods the other day, I can't remember where I heard it, but he actually feels and looks like a Rangers manager. Yeah. Um, the way he conducts himself, the way he speaks, uh, the way he is with the press. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't strike me as a yes man. Uh, obviously, time will tell in that front. But it almost like the players he's brought in. You can tell it's got an identity and a stamp towards him. Um, and I think he gets it, and he gets the club. I think that one thing that did surprise me under Geo is he didn't seem to get the 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 we have to we have to win every single game. We have to win every single minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the obviously the away performances. I mean, he's had a tricky fixture card. Uh, to come into taking over a squad that did look naturally deflated. And you had yeah. Tillman's interview in the week. Um, obviously, it doesn't sound as if every everyone was happy, everyone was loving it. So he's definitely given us the spark that we needed. And we I think we've done it at the right time. Um, a, week, a couple of weeks earlier might have been a wee bit better, but who's to say we would have uh, we'd have got the reaction that quick. I think the time that we've done it um, and the response from him and the players has been fantastic. Um, yeah. We just need to try and find that level of consistency now throughout games, uh, like we did at Tyne Castle. Uh, but in terms of the big one uh, at the end of the month, so yeah, looking forward to travelling up for that one. Um, obviously, decent record at Hamden over the last couple of visits. So we'll just need to make sure that we've got a fully fit squad, um, yeah. decent options on the bench. I think that's what where we've let ourselves down in years gone by with them, is we haven't had anybody on the bench that could come on and make a probably a positive impact. I think now you, you you're picking your eleven, but you've almost got two or three really good attacking options in our armory now. Yeah. Um, someone like Kimar Roof coming off to give us the option, or whatever he decides to go with, um, whether it be Campwell. Uh, there's there's definitely good options in there. So yeah, yeah nothing to fear from them, and we'll we'll, we'll see how we get on. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed that they, they do the business at Hamden. Well, it's been great having you on, Jamie. Thank you very much for, for reminiscing. It's, uh, of course, the European action getting underway uh, this week. It's, uh, it feels strange having no Rangers involvement, I've, I've got to admit, but it's, it's great to look back on one of the, the greatest ever uh, wins uh, in Europe, that's for sure. So, so thank you. 
Cheers. No, great pleasure. And uh, yeah, hope to do it again soon with the uh, next European adventure story. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, folks, thanks everyone for, for joining us uh, and we'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now.